0: دایی یه فرصت خوب حالا پشت مدفقا خودداد عزیزی توی دربازه گل گل بگه ایران خودداد عزیزی باز هم توی درین گشن سرداراتمون به توی دربازه سرداراتمون گل به نمازمون به برای ایران
1: به درین چریم ازالی گل Hey,
0: welcome to another episode of Gold Bazan. My name is Sina Sadzada. I'm the new host of the Gold Bazan podcast. I run an Iranian football Twitter page called @IranFooty. I'm also—you can find me from my own podcast, The Millennial Entrepreneur, where we follow young entrepreneurship and any anyone that's young and got their own business. And today we're talking about Iran versus Bosnia on the 12th of November, 6 p.m. local time. And I'm joined by the wonderful Arya and Pejman. How you two doing? All good, Messi. Nice, you know. hi, Arya. Nice to can you chat with you guys.
1: Yeah, happy to be back on. Uh, obviously, we're playing Bosnia this week, so it's a big game. Uh, hopefully we can discuss that.
0: Yeah, Iran versus Bosnia. This is a game that we've already played before. Played it, played it a few years ago in the 2014 World Cup. I remember it so clearly. Uh, I remember it because it was directly after the Argentina game. And oh, I've just got a tear in my eye just after thinking about that. But <laughs> the iran Bosnia game, I remember it so clearly. What, what are your memories of it the last time, Pajman? The thing is with that game is uh, uh, it was
2: like being being hung over almost. That, that's the thing I got when I watched the game uh, the second time. Iran wasn't... They were like uh, drained out already. They were super tired and it was easy for, for uh, Bosnia after those first two games to see the holes in the Iran game, probably, uh, and... They were smart enough to take advantage of that. And that was a uh, 100% clear win for them. Nothing to, uh, to try to hide. And I think it, the score could have been even more. But a lot have, have happened with both Iran and Bosnia since then. I believe that Iran have maybe uh, developed more than today. is a much tougher opponent for Bosnia than, uh, than back then in World Cup 2014
0: yeah I mean we obviously lost three one at the time, and it was it was after we you know narrowly lost against a very very strong Argentina team and it was you're right yeah it looked like we were hung over it looked like we were just we didn't want to play in that game, and three one i mean yeah, it could have been way more it could have been way way more than that, and I don't think it it was a really bad game to to lose out on um because it's we're used to watching an Iran team that's, that was hungry and we that's the thing that we always loved about watching the Iran games. Um, but yeah, just moving into this game, cause it's been obviously a long time, and just looking at the squad, what do you what do you make? What are your initial thoughts on it, Aria?
1: Well, I mean, compared to obviously the twenty fourteen Cup squad, this it's a it's a much stronger team, you know, than, than that time, you know. Doubt that that will will be a mo- lot more competitive in this game. Um, however, you know, there's obviously been a lot of criticism this week about the squad and. And how it, how it looks. A lot of players have been dropped. Uh, you're missing a lot of the key players. in um, the attacking department. Like Jambach. And Osmond. RMI, uh, so you're missing a lot of the attacking uh, threat. Um, a lot of new players have come in. Uh, a lot of uncap, uncapped players. Um, you know. So it's it's definitely something that we need to... You know, we'll be worried about as, as fans because you, know, you, don't, you don't know what's going to happen, you don't know what they're going to do what you can expect from these new players but at the same time um, we need to be uh, honest and say realistically um, there, there are injuries there are problems with the, obviously the coronavirus um, in, in Europe and some players are, are finding it difficult to travel long distances just for one game you know, um, it, can, it can seem a bit useless to them if they just go to one game and then they come back. If you, even if they don't play a match, it's a bit useless for them to just travel to Bosnia and not do anything. So you need to understand that as well. So um, again, the squad looks a bit a bit weak in the attacking department, with the, the defense is strong. You know, good defenders, uh, decent midfield. So it's it's not that bad, but it could have been a lot lot better.
0: Yeah, I mean, you made, you made some good points, but it looks like it looks like Dragon's, you know, he's making, he's just experimenting with the team. I mean, he hasn't had that much time since coming into the team to actually experiment with it. And it'll be interesting for me because he is missing a lot of key players. Like, just going through the squad now, just to give people a, an image of, of who we're missing, like, exclusion from the squad. We've got Salah Asmun out, uh, Mehdi not playing, Samarudos. Ali Karimi, and then obviously we've got some other players who are, who are injured or you know unfit for whatever reason, missing uh, Torabi, uh who are the big players, Rami and and obviously the number one goalkeeper, Beran Van, like and obviously Jahan Bashir returned from injury. So we've got so many sort of key players just, just not playing. And so Pejman, what are your sort of thoughts on the exclusions?
2: Well, um listen. Iran, we, we're kind of spoiled now. We're not used to have this many good yeah, players in Europe doing good in good teams, in good leagues. So all of a sudden, despite having so many good players away from the squad, we still have a decent team. But those players that are missing are key players for the national team, I believe. I believe Taremi and Osmond uh, both had great seasons in the in their respective leagues last year, uh, are decisive players. They single-handedly can can change a game. So missing them uh, will be good for other players to to have a chance to prove themselves. I mean, uh, the other players that play instead, like Kaveh Rizoi and Karim Sarifad it's not bad players. Those those players play in Europe as well. But uh, one player that I kind of miss in the national team uh, is uh, Salman Rodus and he recently came back to, to playing regular football now in Brentford and uh, not having him in the squad maybe it's good for him and uh, his position in life and in the club right now but he's not, he's not a regular starting in the national team. I've never been thus far and uh, not uh, playing against Bosnia or being in the camp will probably take him even further away from the squad so a player that we once saw as a talented and gifted player who should definitely start in the national team he's moving further away from the uh, from team LA. i hope for his own sake and for the national team that this is just something due to his new club he has to uh, adjust himself and find a, a way that he can be satisfied so that's uh, it would be impossible for him and skocic to not be in the national team. But at the moment, to be honest, uh, we have enough good players in the midfield that someone would isn't, you know, uh, we Iran can play without him for some while sometime without uh, it's it. It will affect uh, the results. I believe.
0: Yeah. You made some really good points, especially around the strikers. You know, <laughs> if you look at the strikers they're playing obviously Rezae and Sorry for they're, they're still class players they're, they you know they've been playing in Europe for a long time and i think you're right with with you know key starters such as Asmund and Torumi they always have the starting 11 and they don't give chances to other people and i think Rezae especially is someone who's been playing at a decent level for a long time hasn't really got the chances in in the national team um that much and i'd actually love to see him um, Starts and, and see basically how he performs. And obviously Rodos, uh, yeah, he he's recently moved to Brentford and I think, yeah, maybe it's because of that. But I'd also love to see him uh, feature more for the national team. But moving on, um, about exclusions more particularly, goalkeepers is a position that has that sprung up because Beron Van isn't playing. So what do, you, what do you make of that, Aria? Yeah,
1: uh, Beron Van... Um... Came out and said today in an interview that he, he didn't go to the national team camp because obviously he hasn't been playing for his club. He hasn't started a game yet for for Antwerp, and uh, he still needs to obviously get his um, fitness back from the injury he had that put him out of the last camp. So, you know, he, he's finding it difficult. He's finding he's still finding his um, his time to adjust in, in Belgium. Um, so obviously we have well obviously we have Amir Abdus who's doing so well in, in Portugal. Uh, pioneer Osman who's in my opinion the most talented goalkeeper we've produced in a long time um yeah a bad game against um uzbekistan you could say but for me he still is a very talented player and obviously, rashid Mazzoheri is the other one who um who's a you know, is a he's a reliable replacement for bettervan um to come in and, and shoot sure up that position but overall the fine but I, I really would i really want to see at the play against bosnia uh, on thursday i think he has um full capabilities to to perform at a high level he, he's shown it uh, against you know porto saving penalties against porto so he has you know absolute capability to do well and i think he deserves that that um, that position against uh, bosnia
0: Hey, I, I mean, I, I definitely agree with you. And I mean, listen, this is a friendly. At the end of the day, I think even if Beron van was fully fit and he was he was included in, in the squad, I still think uh, Abed Zadar deserved deserved to start in this friendly. You know, it's a friendly, you want to you want to see how people play in the national team. And he's definitely an underrated player. Um, he's just unlucky. He plays goalkeeper. There's only one. There's just one goalkeeper. He can't play anywhere else. Um, but moving on to defenders, the defenders. Yeah, what do you what do you think of that, Pejman? The defender list. Obviously, you got you got Majid Hosseini, Poreli Yanji, Kanani, uh, Khalizadeh, and you got Golami as well. What do you think of that? Um, not bad.
2: Uh, it could have been better, and I'm not talking about the names. I'm more talking about the lack of play time for important players such as Majid Hosseini. Or uh, maybe we can talk more about that. But he's been injured, sidelined. Uh, In a good team in Turkey, you know, in Trabzonspor. Uh, But uh, the thing is that we don't know the status of the Iranian national team. To be honest, it's been so long time we had not see them play regularly. So it's hard to say how they will uh, adjust and adapt. But what we know that Iran have had a, you know, what Carlos Carrej did, and probably Scottish will try to to follow is have a strong. A solid defensive team, or at least playing in a, in a, not defensive mind, but uh, helping each other out. For so, the defenders are important, but even the midfielders are really important for the de- defensive kind of, uh, uh, kind of system that Iran usually plays. Uh, I still miss Ramin Rezaian. Uh, you know we can think what we want about him in his social media and everything, but in my opinion. He should definitely be in the squad. Uh, I really don't know why. Is Because other players from Qatar are now included. Last time, there were no Qatari players, if I'm not mistaken. So it's a bit weird. He doesn't consider him good enough. Because, in my opinion, he was one of the best players in the World Cup. He was really good in the Asian Cup. And he's been consistent. It's a shame that he plays in Qatar. But he can do whatever he wants there. He plays like kind of a striker every now and then. He scores a lot of goals, uh, so I don't see the reason why not, why we shouldn't have him in the squad.
1: Yeah, um, there's various reasons as, as obviously like I put it, we spoke about it in the last podcast as to why Romin Rizonyan wouldn't be called up. You know, it could be because he's playing Qatar. It could be because he's playing as a right winger sometimes for his for his for his club, and he's not really playing as a right back. It could also be that, um, Scottish simply doesn't like him as a as a player you know he doesn't like him as a player that's just that's just his opinion um, we can disagree with that of course um, you know he's brought in most Najari, najarian as um muharame he's number two uh, najarian hasn't really been discussed much because he's not really well known uh, by a lot of people because he's quite young he's playing he's playing in fula just now but najarian's a player who who started um, with the the youth national teams in Iran, uh, if you'd if you'd watched his matches for U- the Iran U nineteen, you would have seen a player with supreme pace, fantastic dribbling ability. Uh, actually, for me, he's one of the, the one of the most talented players that played in that U twenty three squad under S T D that didn't play so well. But he was I think he was one of the better players in that in that squad. But I'm not surprised he got caught up either. You know, a lot of people are saying about warrior and daniel Esmailifar and obviously Ramin is but for me Najarian's a guy who you know very very quietly has gone about his business in the persian Gulf pro league and he, he's deserved his call-up in my opinion he's deserved his call up based on merit of how of how well he's played me I mean I qualified for the asian champions league um you know under nikonam and he was one of the better players in that squad so He's done well, and I think he's deserved. Obviously, he's out of the squad now for COVID nineteen, and and Meti Shiri's coming. I, I won't even speak about Meti Shiri. I don't think he should be in the squad. Simple as that. Um, but you know, and a good player. Uh, you brought up Hosseini, um Obviously, hasn't been playing for Champions Sport. I think he should be playing for Champions Sport. You know, they're they're playing horribly. They're playing. Ter- I mean, they're losing games left and right and the two centre backs are making mistakes and he's not playing. So it's not really his fault. In my opinion it's not his fault that he's not playing. Uh, they, they sat the coach so maybe he starts to play now. Um and yeah, you know that that's it. So defenders are okay. Um we'll see what happens. I'm I'm, I'm excited for Moharami and Mirad Muhammad here are doing well for their club. So it should be an it should be an interesting defence against Bosnia.
0: Yeah I fully agree with both of you. I mean I'd be really interested to see because defence is something that we've really like prided ourselves on throughout the past you know the obviously the the Carlos Queiroz era that's that's the area of of the team that he's concentrated so heavily on obviously the midfield is getting involved and one of the midfielders you know who gets involved massively and we'll talk about him a bit now is Said Ezotolai. obviously he's recently moved to Denmark and he's he's found he's found his way back into the national team squad i just want to take a bit of time you know, talk about him. What do you guys think? Should he be included? Should he not? And then just a wider sort of thought on the midfielders being included in the squad. What do you think, Pejman?
2: Yes, he should be included. He is a really good player. He's a really good person to make bad choices, though. Uh, he, I think, in my opinion, the last couple of years, he's, he's ruined uh, I don't want to say ruin, but the last couple of years haven't been good for him club-wise. He's done mistakes with with those clubs. If it's because of his uh, mentality, his agent, bad luck, I don't know. It doesn't matter at this point. But what I would say is that the Danish league is a good league. uh, And it should not be underestimated. Uh, Of course, it's not as good as uh, maybe Russia and Belgium that he's played in, but I would say is similar to Belgium, to be honest. Uh, Belgium maybe probably have more depth and uh, a lot of young players coming in. The best play, uh, teams in uh, in uh, Belgium are better than the best. And, and, and then most of the teams in uh, Denmark. But Denmark is a solid... Uh, yeah, uh, country. With, with good football actually. And him getting playing time is the most important thing. I don't care if where in Europe it is, as long as it is in Europe and he actually plays and develops and hopefully gets his mind sorted because he is a gifted player. He's a talented, smart player, and he's shown that several times. And hopefully this could be, you know, this could be the break for him mentally. You no, I don't expect him to play in Atletico Madrid or somewhere, but I expect him to play in a decent European league, in a decent European club, because that's his level. And uh, if we can, if Scottish can take out the best out of Steyr uh, Ezzotolay, then that's our future captain, in my opinion. So that's how good I value him. And, and hopefully he can follow that path that he has started now in Denmark.
0: Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with you. I think he's such a gifted player. Uh, I it's so annoying when, especially because you know it's so difficult for Iranian players to come out and play in Europe in the first place. And looking looking at his f- story and journey from the outset, from the out, from the background, and just from you know a third party view, it, you just hate to see him waste that talent. That, and that's the thing. And yeah, I mean, we could do an episode on him, I think. But just to move on for the for the midfielders. Just a word on, on the the rest of the uh, midfielders, here.
1: We will do an interview with Izzatollahi soon, so you'll get to hear about his story. Um,
0: sorry, Sino. No, that sounds really cool. Yeah, Arya, just a thought on, on the widest sort of midfielders.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, so, yeah, so obviously against Bosnia, we've also got Hausafi who, who, who'll be the captain. Um, in my opinion, he should be the captain, but he will be. uh, Nurulahi, uh as well, Nur Khan and Akbar Imani, who's, who's been called up to the squad. He was called up under Carlos Queiroz a, a while ago. I think he played against Venezuela. He made his debut against Venezuela. He always plays with Terractor Sazi, so or just Terractor, sorry. Um, and he's a player, again, I don't think he deserves to be in the squad. Personally, I don't think he's good enough, but he's there because um, initially, Ali Karimi wasn't in the squad, but he came in to replace uh, the COVID-19 struck uh, Ansari. But again, the no no not Omide me in this squad. Uh I know we were speaking about exclusions before, but I think Omid Brahmi has to be there. I think he's one of the most important players uh from a from a, a leadership standpoint. Uh, you saw how well he did in Belgium last season. Um and I think he, he should be in the squad without a doubt. He's he's one of the most important players, as I say. Um and I think Omid Nurafkan, I mean what has he done for, for Sepon? I mean realistically he's not done much. You know, I don't I don't know why he's there. Maybe he's there to be a left back um backup for Mirad Mahamadi because he can play there, but I don't think he's good enough uh personally. Uh, but Nurullah, is a guy that I like and I think he'll I think he'll play against Bosnia. I think he'll start. Um I'd I'd like to I'd like to see Saeed and, and Ahmad Nurullah play together.
0: Yeah, no, I I, I really like I actually don't mind the look of our midfield. I think I think it's okay. It looks experimentative, which which is good. Um, and it looks yeah maybe yeah you could say uh, Ebrahimi should be included. He's probably our most consistent player. I haven't seen any other of our players be so as consistent as he is. Um, just in the con- interest of time, want to move on to strikers or like yeah strikers. Actually, we've talked about strikers a little bit already. So let's talk about wingers um, before we talk about the, the widest sort of Bosnia team. So obviously, you know, what wingers, attacking midfielders. We talk about someone is, uh exclusion. So Pejman, what do you actually think about our wingers at the moment? Obviously, Ali Gavzade is included. He's one of my favourite players to watch. So skillful, so good with his feet. Just one of our best players to watch. I really like him. What do you kind of? What do you think about him? Wider sort of attacking midfielders and wingers in, in, the, in the squad?
2: I love Alec Oluzade. He He's my favourite in the national squad at the moment. Uh, he's so fun to, to watch. He's so creative. Uh, he's a smart player with a good touch. And his uh, link and uh, work and build-up to Kaveh Rezaei is amazing. Uh, those two should start together if we were supposed to, to let them play those two should play together if they're not starting at least uh, Oli Zade um, is that kind of player that can do good offensively i don't know how his defensive skills to be honest he hasn't played that much in that in the in the national team he hasn't played much in national team at all and in belgium you know, they just have and in holland he's just attacking football all the time that that's why it's so fun to watch but you know maybe not so disciplined all the times Um, and iran can play those kind of games against maybe teams in like bosnia and other asian teams but uh, that's why i think players such as vahid amiri who is to be honest uh, past his time probably uh, will be probably too old for the world cup as well that's maybe why he is included because he's a hard working guy that doesn't make so much noise but can sometimes play really good and really smart and nobody I think expected him to do so well in the World Cup that he did uh, to be one of the best players in iran i, I believe so maybe Golizadeh's uh, defensive skills can be something that makes him not a starter I don't know but Koolizadeh for sure. He, he's if you're supposed to take out 11 players, I would take out Koolizadeh first of all. To be honest, Azemi, Tarimi, sorry, Tarimi, That would be awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's a player that injects so much creativity and and pace and good feet and everything into the squad. He's such an exciting player to watch. Um, so we've done a preview of the squad. We obviously talked about strikers a little bit at the beginning of the episode. So um, just just Quickly, talk about the Bosnia squad. So, yeah, they're missing a few key players. Obviously, and Dzeko's not, not playing. Uh, question marks about Pjanic and, you know, wider sort of key players. What are your thoughts on the, on the Bosnia squad, Aria?
1: Um, look, the Bosnia squad, they have good players. Of course, all their players play in Europe. They've not got one player that's not playing in Europe, you know. So, they're, they're obviously going to be a highly... Skilled team and also fit team. Um, they will have, I mean, they will have started their seasons earlier uh, than a lot of the players. Uh, that Iranian league just started, and that's something to take into consideration. That the Iranian league just started, and a lot of these players have already been playing, uh, you know, quite a lot of their games for the league. So they'll be a lot fitter. They'll be more prepared. Um, having played I think they've already been playing uh, matches with the UEFA. um the UEFA uh, what's it called the nations league so they, they will be prepared from a, a national team standpoint as well and yeah but most likely they will they, they will play their the reserve players you know they'll play their, their younger players in in the squad and it will be a, a test though it will be a test for Iran because the Iranian national team um will be you know, lined up with new players, you know, you, you obviously Qaidi will probably start this match. You know, you'll probably see uh, as I start this match and he hasn't started many matches for the national team. You know, Saeed hasn't played for the national team for, uh, for, I think, almost two years, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, Majid Hosseini hasn't played for a, a long time as well. Amir Abadzad hasn't played. So there, there's been a lot of players who haven't played and they won't be as prepared, whereas the Bosnians will be. So it will be a it will be a tough game. It'll be a, a, an interesting test, though, because I think Skocic, um probably needs this uh, for for himself for for his players to really understand if he's a good coach. Um, as harsh as that sounds, I think we need to see if he's a good coach. Um, but yeah, just touching quickly on the strikers. I think Kaiman's already um could you know maybe maybe he plays a front two because against Uzbekistan, he played a four three one two, and he had man he had the uh, Rosman and Tony playing up front with Koizadeh in behind so, there could be that chance where he plays the uh, behind cover as and Ansari, and Ansari Fard. so, we'll see what happens but I, I think he should start, Um and uh, yeah, that's it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I agree. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what sort of team he puts out, or formation he puts out, because he he does need this, I think. Because I just feel like any sort of manager that comes up for Iran now, they'll just get compared to Carlos Queiroz and the legacy that he left it's very hard to top. That and that's why I think this this is definitely, you know, Mark Wilmer's got got sacked very quickly. He would have seen that, and he sh- he should see that. You know, he should prove himself. Well, that's that's the pressure that he's going to have. Um, on these friendlies. So before I wrap it up, guys, uh, it would be good to get some thoughts, predictions, uh, just quick score predictions, scorers, just how the game's going to go. Ari, I'll go to you first.
1: Well, I mean, obviously, assuming that Bosnia won't be playing, like said, obviously Edin Dzeko's out, uh, Pjanic isn't going to play, I, I don't think he'll start, uh, kruinic who plays AC Milan, probably won't play. We start and Actually, you know, those players probably won't play. If they do, then I think we'll lose because those players have been playing for their clubs for, uh, you know, I think almost two, almost over a month now. So they'll be way better than our team. If they don't, I think Iran will compete. Um, we could probably see a more defensive-minded team. Uh, whether he maybe he plays, for example, if he plays, Isatollahi Norollahi. And carry me as a midfield three, so that would be a very defensive-minded midfield. If that happens, I think it'll probably be like a a one-one or a two-one to Bosnia. I think it'll be a tough game, so I'm gonna go two-one to Bosnia.
2: Uh, Aria is making a good point about how fit they are and how ready they are, and um, but then again, they don't. Uh, maybe they want to put their energy on something else and let's try some younger players against Iran and you know the home advantage uh, thing with Covid it's it's more or less gone so uh, maybe that can be good for Iran a lot of good uh, Iranian players want to show themselves probably much more than the younger uh, or uh, less experienced Bosnian players because their national team is already more or less, the squad is already more or less fixed uh, just uh, of what's Oh, you said, you know, they've been playing national teams and natural games in the Nations League for some time now. So, uh, uh, Iran could be slightly more motivated, and that will give them their win, like a 2
0: 1 win for Iran. I want to say a 2 1 win as well. Same as you, Pejman. I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just have that feeling. I think defensively, we won't be as strong. So, I think we will concede. Um I don't believe Bosnia will bring out their strongest team. Uh and I feel like Iran will bring more strength than being experimental. So yeah, for that reason I think it would be two one.
1: One of the peop- one of the fan accounts for Shahab Zahedi is asking us whether Shahab Zahedi who plays in Ukraine plays for uh, Olympic Donetsk, who's one of the top goal scorers in that league, should he have been called up instead of Sosan Ansari? I say yes, yes,
2: yeah, yeah. yes, yeah. I, be- I mean, he, he's number one goal scorer in uh, Ukraine. Uh, just uh, making it into Europe, no matter what you think about the Ukrainian league, isn't that that bad? Uh, he's been outside of Iran for some time now. He's done well. I'm sure he is on the national team's radar at least, and this would be a Really good opportunity for him to to show himself. So I'm a bit disappointed that he's not included. But I would love to see him uh, uh, soon. Yeah,
0: yeah he's, he a I good agree.
1: Player. I mean, he's a guy who's obviously needs, He needs, like I say, he needs consistency. He needs to show himself over a longer period of time. But uh, it's also an answer. He, I mean, I don't want to be an, an idiot, but obviously he, he tested positive for coronavirus, so he won't be in the squad. But blessing in disguise because <laughs> he's not much in my opinion he's not a chair player he's not got that that he's not got he's not got that green tart as they, as they say in italian you know he hasn't got that about him to score goals i don't know why he's getting called up but he is but and he's not in the squad now so that's yeah, not too bad all
0: right cool well thank you both for you for joining me uh thank you for you at home or wherever you are listening uh, be sure to leave a subscription on YouTube. We've started our YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram. All those links will be in the description. Do, 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 do,
2: do. What is the <laughs> top
1: corner? What is the top corner? Guarantee
0: it. Hello. My name is Mehdi
1: Mehdi Khani. I'm joined listening to Gold Bazam Podcasts.